Can LAFC get back to MLS Cup? They've done it twice in a row. This, our ring from MLS Cup 2022, the big victory. Of course, they came up a little shy against Columbus, but of course they can come back to MLS Cup 2024, make it three in a row. Absolutely, it's possible. Now, that's not an easy task, Mario, but LAFC more than capable. Even after the offseason, yeah, you're on a little bit of shorter rest period. It feels like we just finished up MLS Cup 2023 about a week ago, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, we're back. It does. <laughs> and here we go, Mario, Has 2024. There Dave, let me, one question for you. Has there ever been an MLS coach that has made it to the MLS Cup final three years in a row in his first three seasons as head coach? I mean, for no, LAFC's head coach, no. Steve Chirondolo, to to win it in his first year and then make it back the very next year, which was yeah, a huge yeah. accomplishment. And for him to again go at it for the third time in a row, that would be Quite an amazing accomplishment right there, Dave. Absolutely. He has been uh, right on top of it. I mean, the guy is just a phenomenal manager. And full credit to his entire staff. He'd tell you that first, right? Uh, we work with the team closely. Obviously, you'll learn more about us as we get going here on LAFC+. Plus. But Steve Terundolo and his entire staff have just been really spot on in their first two seasons. i got to be honest with you. Sometimes I question some things. No doubt about it. From my little perch up there at BMO Stadium, I look down and say, well, I wonder why they're doing this or couldn't they be doing this differently or maybe they should be playing this game. It works out. He knows what he's doing. That staff knows way more than we do and way more than I do. And it always seems to work out for the black and gold. Didn't quite work out in the final, Mario. Are you over that yet? Are you over that over MLS that? Cup disappointment? No. <laughs> Definitely not yet. And you know what else hurts, Dave, besides just losing the MLS Cup final? is losing out on the CONCA champions. Our participation yeah. in uh, the CONCA champions is definitely missed this year. When I'm watching the games on, on TV, all I can think about is we need to be there. And that's the goal, yeah. right? Let's get back to it. Absolutely. Let's get back to these trophies, and let's get back to that CONCA champions. Let's go. And we need to win it. Yeah, I got to the final, came up a little bit short in 2023. But this team, all you can do is give yourself chances. Well, Speaking of chances, thank you for giving us a chance here. This is LAFC Plus, the newest podcast here from myself. Let's I'm Dave Denholm, I'm the go. radio voice. I'm the radio voice of LAFC on the English side, and this is my fearless producer and host of this show with me, uh, the great Mario Reyes. Mario, how are you, buddy? Good to talk to you. I'm here good, as we get man. ready. Yeah. Are you are you pumped for this season? Are we ready to roll? Definitely, definitely. I just want to get the, you know, the listeners, the fans, the viewers a little bit more familiar with what we do. You know, we are yeah. we are part of the radio team at LAFC and we're heard on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN LA app. Uh, every game is there. We've been there since day one, uh, since before the first game ever played uh, in Seattle. Uh, and this is what we do. We cover the team here. We're close with the team. We go to the training sessions. So We'll be able to bring some of that knowledge, some of that info that we get because we're kind of, you know, kind of close to the team. So I'm excited Absolutely. for this podcast. It's a long time coming. LAFC Plus, let's go. Absolutely. And we will give you some of the insight as Mario talked a little bit about it. It might be flashing the ring every now and then, the 2022 <laughs> championship ring. Uh, you know, occasionally we'll show you some behind the scenes stuff. Everybody always asks what my sheets look like when I do stats and stuff. You can't really see it that great, but very basic. But in general, that's kind of what you're looking at. That's a sheet from the MLS Cup final that, unfortunately, this was the champion Columbus crew sheet here. I guess maybe if a crew fan is listening and they want me to 
send this to him. Maybe I'll autograph something nasty to him. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't curse about it, but maybe I can, you know, if a crew fan is interested. And by the way, that's what the plus is in LAFC plus, right, Mario? We're going to yeah. talk about the league. You know, we're not including this episode as you continue on here in this very first episode. Yeah, we're going to take a good hard look at LAFC a lot. We're going to give you some of that insight and inside that Mario is talking about. But we're also going to cover the league. That's the plus. I know everybody's using the plus nowadays. We're not charging for this plus like everybody else does on streaming, <laughs> right? This one's free, but we are going to talk about the league. It's not just about LAFC because what goes on in and around MLS does also affect the black and gold. And that's where we want to be living with this. Mario, we talked a little bit about it briefly. We've got a, just a few more seconds. 2024, we're going to break down some of the changes for LAFC every year, no matter how good or bad your team is. You make a lot of changes in professional sports. We see that with everybody you don't have to look down to too much farther than uh, BMO Stadium over to Dodger Stadium to see the changes that they've made. And they've been a, a team that's yeah. been, you know, dominant in their division and, and 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 going after the World Series every year. Everybody makes changes, including LAFC, and there were some big ones. Let's talk a little bit about those now as we take a look at this roster. The first signing was a massive one. That's Ugo Lloris in the back of uh, goal yes. there. They, You've heard the stories. John Thorrington has talked about it. They initially wanted to bring Maxime back. Of course, we love Maxime Crepeau. We love, uh, you know, John McCarthy. They did a great job for LAFC. Huge parts of the championship. No two ways about that. Huge parts of getting us back to the championship game last season. But when you have the opportunity to get a guy like Hugo Lloris on the salary they did and all the with the cap limp implications for a team like that, I think it was a no-brainer, Mario. What a top-class gentleman, too, Hugo Lloris. I mean, I had a chance to... <laughs> to speak with him one-on-one. -on -one. I had a few minutes with him. And right away, I just noticed why this guy is a leader, why he is a true captain. And you just notice that he has a football IQ that is just through the roof on another level. And you, you notice the, the qualities are kind of like how Chiellini brought to the team. When he was kind of like a coach that was in the training session on the pitch, he was a coach that was on the field during the games. Yep. And he was helping out everybody, the back line, the midfield, he was helping out everybody. And that's what you get from Hugo Lloris. And yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be an exciting year with him in goal among all the other uh, acquisitions. John Thorrington, of course, delivered once again, putting together a loaded, loaded roster once again, like we all had confidence in. Although some fans, of course, how does anybody doubt what's him? Going on? Yeah. How does <laughs> what's any, going on? How does anybody, well, how does anybody doubt this guy? That the season went all the way through, you know, to December. So we had a shorter yeah. off season to get the acquisitions and make those moves. So I can understand the fans were a little bit impatient, but now that we see for the most part, the roster is here. Wow. What a job the, the team has done. Of course, there's going to be battling for minutes. Every training yeah. session, these guys are going to be battling for minutes, especially in that back line. You got Hollingshead, you got Aaron Long, Murillo, yep. Segura, you got Palencia. You got yeah. Omar Campos, who looks like he deserves that that starting job there, filling in for Chiki as he has gone and he has left. So one of the new this signings, competition as you mentioned, is great. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be mentioning Omar even in another segment of the show. But yeah, one of the new signings, Omar Campos. A couple of new signings, including David Martinez. We'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but you mentioned, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, Sergey Palencia. Sergey had a great season. Really used a lot more than we thought, and had a big injury in there. If you remember, missed a lot of time, and yet still got a lot of playing time, and did really well. I like what I saw out of him 
last season. I don't expect any different. You talked about Ugo Lloris and that leadership. You got a chance specifically to talk to him a few days ago when they all met up, the new signings met up with the media. Uh, why don't we play that? This is Mario and your conversation with the new LAFC goalkeeper signing Ugo Lloris. Hugo, welcome to LA. I know you had many options and you chose LAFC. Why is that? What are some of those factors that, that help you make that decision? I want to be black and gold. Oh, there's many reasons. I think uh, if I start to explain all the reasons, uh, probably I will forget uh, a few. I don't know, it's the connection that I had with the LFC people. Um, and then when I started to, you know, to do some research about the club, uh, the history of the club, even if it's a young club, you know, what has been done in the last few years is just amazing. So it means that there is a, a winning mentality inside the club. There is also expectation and passion from the fans, and that's something that is uh, really important uh, to myself, you know, uh, because uh, football is is about emotions, and um, and with fans, you know, we, we can make uh, we can make success, we can make uh, we can achieve great things, and. Uh, and then because, you know, uh, Los Angeles is uh, an amazing city, California is an amazing area and, and, um, and for my family I think it's also a great experience to live. Uh, so, you know, on and off the pitch there is everything, you know, uh, for my, um, you know, for my personal uh, uh, enjoyment. And that can't be under, undersold either, frankly, or oversold, I yeah. beg your pardon. Coming to L.A. because it's L.A. We saw that with Gareth Bale. We saw it with Giorgio Chiellini, of course, uh, staying around as a, a player, the development coach, and uh, working with another young player we'll be talking about, uh, you would imagine, very closely in Lorenzo de la Valle. But what I like about Lloris is even watching some of the preseason, you can see how good he is with the communication. It's all the stuff we talk about Mario off the air a lot of times. And some people don't really get into yeah. this. They think, they think goalkeeping is just making the massive big save or making, not making the big blunder. Yeah. That's a lot of it. But you know what else is a lot of it is the communication and the talking there. It's not just a four man back line, or if you're playing a three, five, two, not just the three men, you know, for LAFC, it's usually a four, three, three under Steve Terundolo. So, it's not just the back four. It's Hugo Lloris communicating with the back four, communicating with Ilya Sanchez in the six, and making sure the the entire unit is a, is a good unit. And we've seen that very well. We've seen that play out very well under Steve Trundolo, to be fair, including John McCarthy and Maxine Crepeau, as we mentioned, two guys who have since moved on. But this team has been very good defensively, and it starts with the keeper. And he he's super excited to get in front of the 32-52. When I was talking yeah. to him, uh, he was just talking about how he is excited to play in the stadium. He's seen the atmosphere. He knows what it's about. The 32-52 was there at the press conference, and they were giving him all the love. He was feeling the love, so he cannot wait to get out on that pitch for the season opener. Yeah, one thing we got to talk about is it's still the uncertainty as we do this show, Carlos Vela. That's what everybody's been asking about. I don't have any inside information. It's still up in the air. You heard John Thorrington talk about it. Maybe you did if you watched some of that when uh, John met with the media with those new signings. And they're still working on things. That's basically where it's at. We don't know. 
I've seen the social media posts like you probably have, uh, Mario. Carlos is out enjoying life yeah. as well. He should. <laughs> Can't blame yeah. him for that. Yeah. They're gonna hopefully his representatives and LAFC will work out something and see where we go. But you know, you you do have to kick off the season in a few days, whether Carlos is here or not. I mean, he's a legend. Uh, no, no question about it. He is the greatest signing. It may well be the greatest signing LAFC ever has, quite frankly, based on how important he was and what he brought to the, you know, you never know. I mean, this might be the most important signing ever because of the way the, the organization began and how successful they were. So we wish nothing but the best on that situation and hope it's resolved. He was the perfect, the perfect signing. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know about absolutely. the best ever, but he was the perfect one at that very moment. Who knows? There could be some bigger names down the line or whatever, but yeah. he was the perfect one at that very moment. And there's a lot of respect absolutely. on both sides, you know, because of the history, because of who he is and who he will always be a part of LAFC, of course. Now, a part of this show, LAFC Plus, you're joining us here on episode one, and we're so grateful for that. A big part of this show are going to be some of the bits we're doing week in and week out. Yeah. Now, we're not going to do we're not going to do all of them every week, but this is like the first, I guess, bit we're going to do. It's going to be a regular uh, kind of feature of the show. There you see it, football fit check, and uh, this is yeah. where I gotta I gotta oftentimes. Uh, I guess, demure to you in this segment, Mario. You're the stylish one. You're the one, you know, you <laughs> oh, come dapper dress. I let people behind the curtain. This is my wardrobe. <laughs> I, I literally own 20, maybe more. If I own one, <laughs> I own at least 20 just black plain T-shirts. That's what uh, that's what this guy does. They're slimming. They're slimming if you're wondering why. But, no, Mario, you're very stylish. You know, you know what's going on. So we're going to do a little fit, football fit check throughout the year. LAFC and beyond. And in fact, we want to start right now with some of the kits, right? It's a big, big release week yeah. for all the kits around MLS. We picked out a few. Oh, okay. We'll start with this one. Look, it's this the first a match Seattle, of the season. The anniversary kit right here. This yeah. is a Seattle anniversary kit. Um, right. Yeah. First match of the season, the season opener, of course, for us. And this one here, I kind of like off of the pitch. I'm not going to say this is my favorite to see okay. uh, on TV while they're playing a game or to see in person while they're playing a game. But I like this as you're walking around the city, as you're walking around, you know, maybe you go out to eat somewhere or something. That with like maybe like a denim jacket over, like a jean jacket or one of these kind of sure. denim things to go over <laughs> that or something. But just like that, I'm not really too fond of that. But that's see, but dude, you think of a good about point. That? You bring up a good yeah. point because a lot of these things can be how do they look on the pitch? How do they look hanging yes. off a mannequin in a store? How do they look hanging off your girlfriend if you buy her one? You know, like if she's wearing it, how, how do they, they look, look with the on her? Kid, with the shorts, with the yeah. socks or and everything your buddy, all put together. Your, yeah. Your buddy buys it and you're like, wow, that, that looks great. You know, like in person, you know, like, or if you see a player mm -hmm. up close, like how do they, but this does look phenomenal. I guess on the printed page or whatever you want to say, or even in like a runway situation. I think the key for this one on and on the pitch is going to be the shorts. How do they translate? Because it kind of right. looks cool. You know, they do match the little strut, but how are they going to translate on the pitch? This one could be a, it could be an absolute hit or miss on the pitch. I think it's a good point. Second one up here. Let's go to the Columbus crew home kit. Columbus Everyone's calling crew this home kit. Yeah. They're calling this one the, Charlie Brown look, of course, with the little, you know, like if people were mocking it on social media. That is spot Charlie on. Brown. That is spot on. Yeah. Um, 
it's okay. I don't, I don't, I love Charlie Brown first and foremost. I don't know how I love it for a, you know, a football kit. So I don't think it looks bad. I'm not, you know, some people like don't like the yellow. They like to call it gold. That's yellow. Stop with the black and gold. You're not black and gold. You're black and yellow. That's fine. You're the champions though. You deserve it. You won the title. I'm not bitter, but not my favorite uh, kit, Mario. Not my favorite either, especially if, you know, from our last meeting with them, that doesn't help out the situation here as far as the way that, that kit looks. And our, our former friend right here, uh, Christian Ramirez, actually are always yeah. going to be our friend here. Christian Ramirez, Good guy, yeah. he's going to look fly in whatever he puts on. He's a cool dude. Of course, he's going to look fly. But, yeah, the Charlie Brown look with the, the zigzag on here around the chest here in black and yellow, kind of got that bumblebee type of look. So I'm not really – not really feeling that one too much. Let's go on to the next one here. Let's go on to the Vancouver 50th anniversary kit. 50th anniversary for Vancouver. Wow. 50 years they've been around? 50 years, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Long, historic club. I got to tell you. Yes. Look, dude, I I sports hate Vancouver, right? Because of the, the, yeah. the matchups we've had. And I just sports hate them with the heat of a thousand suns. But Holy cow, this thing is beautiful, this kit, to me. Uh, maybe other people don't that like it. Clean. I think that crest is beautiful. Clean, it's a perfect word. This thing looks amazing. Yeah. I want to see this. I cannot wait to see this in person, honestly. Now, maybe it won't translate as well, but oh, my goodness, this Vancouver 50 kit, if you haven't seen it or if you're listening to this pod, go find this thing. I know something you might – we're trying to get – it's like a dark, dark blue with like a kind of a like a – Almost like a bronze type, you know, the the chest and the and the and the crest. Holy cow! This thing is clean. It is beautiful to me. This is one of the best. And a nice tomorrow. little, nice little detail here on this kit here. Again, is the socks. So the socks kind of bring out the yeah. you know the darker colors on the shorts and, and the chest, and then all of a sudden you got the white socks, which I love. I love See? white socks on kits. You know, dude, but you are again. This is. Uh, so this is, goes to what I'm trying to tell you here is that there's kits that are going to look great on the pitch during the game, but then there's kits that, that are going to look great as you're walking through the city as a fan, you know, just hanging out. Yeah. So this one here, I think this one is going to be one of the top kits when you're watching it on TV, when you're yeah, watching the game you on might TV be right. or in the stadium. Sure, sure. Maybe on the runway too, but maybe not so much in person. I mean, in real life, if you will, or walking around, like you say. But this one on the pitch, I can't wait. Here's actually one yeah. that I think has taken a lot of grief. Uh, this is the Charlotte FC, the Carolina kit, they're calling it. Uh-huh. I got to tell you, honestly, and no disrespect to this, uh, you know, the, you know, obviously the model or anything doing their best. I like this thing. I like the way this looks like as a picture somewhere just hanging up on a, on a hanger, the actual Jersey. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about the white shorts combo, you know, like I think the Jersey might look cool wearing it by itself, pair of jeans, whatever. Right. I don't know that this looks great on the pitch and I'm surprised, but I thought I was going to love this one, but I'm not sure about it as a, as a whole soccer kit. You know what I mean? So this is the Carolina kit as they call it. Yeah. And I think I agree with you on this one, as far as like, this one would look good just rocking it as you're going out to eat, uh, something mm-hmm. stylish. It, it has a lot of detail to it. It has a different three different colors going from the light blue to the lighter blue to the white. So I think that is cool. And then it has a little touch of black, which is always killer. I love that. Yep. So I, I like this jersey here. Um, on the pitch, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. On TV, I'm not sure yet. But 
I'm digging this one. I'm digging this one for sure. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff all the way around. Now, if there's any that you love or don't like, uh, you know, feel free to hit us up. By the way, the best way to get a hold of us, you know, social media right now. This is LAFC Plus, of course. But we're our social media, we're just going to use our own for now. I'm at Talk Soccer on Twitter. Uh, Dave underscore Denholm on Instagram. Mario, what are your uh, what are your handles? I am at I am Mario Ruiz. I am Mario Ruiz on Instagram and on Twitter. So same handle. Cool. Uh, we move on now. Next to... one here, Dave. Yeah. A new bit. LAFC. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, a the new, one, I should only say the new one we've been waiting for. Yes. And this, this one right here has got to be one of the sharpest here with the pinstripes. Now it's kind of it's kind of risky to go pinstripe because when you do pinstripe, you need to do it in a classy way. And this one here with the carbon and gold is yeah. very sleek, very uh, sexy, if I might add. It is very yeah. sharp. Um, I just think it looks a little more like elegant than uh, any of the past ones. I really, really dig this year's kit here. And with BMO on the front, how could you go yeah. wrong? That, of course, is Could not huge. agree more. Omar Campos. I love it. Doing it well. Uh, and, you know, people are, people are going to say, well, yeah, you work for LAFC. You, you know, the podcast is LAFC+. Plus. Look, if this was uh, if you ripped off the crest and somebody else used this jersey, I'd be like, that is the amazing. I gotta love this jersey. I don't. I mean, yes, it's LAFC, but I actually mm -hmm. I haven't loved every LAFC kit that's ever been around. You know, I mean, I, I think they're all been sharp and have some interesting, you know, things about them. But this one is like really powerful for me, and I think it's gonna look great both on people and on the pitch. So I think that. It really does a good job of that. But there's some great ones around MLS. I mean, we saw, you know, a couple of them right here. I mean, so this one's right up there. A lot of people aren't as in love with this one, and I think it's a little jealousy of LAFC, if I'm being honest. That's the problem with, Mario, when you're, you know what I mean? When you're talking about kids and everything, like, you know, like, honestly, people are going to say it's because, like, I don't think there's been a few kits that are just very basic, and it's not because I hate the team or anything, you know, like, these are some of the, to me, some of the more interesting ones that we've shown here today. Let's move on now to youth movement. This is a bit we want to talk a little bit about. Pretty self-explanatory, but we're going to keep our eyes on young players around the league and, of course, with LAFC. And we want to talk more about them, too. And, uh, yes, occasionally we may even talk about LAFC, too, if we're hearing and seeing some things that we love. But I'm talking about guys who are getting minutes at the senior level. Plenty of guys to talk about for LAFC, and we will highlight those. You know the names. Nathan Rodas already been a big part of LAFC. Eric Duenas, uh, Tomas Angel, a new signing we're excited about. But really, for LAFC, even Omar Campos still, I mean, just 21 years old. You know what I mean? He, you, you think he's so experienced, which he is for Santos. I mean, he's still only 21. But, boy, David Martinez, uh, Mario, I was very excited when I heard about this signing. The youngster coming into LAFC from Venezuela, we are going to keep both eyes on this dude, and I can't wait because oh, yeah. uh, a lot of skill, no doubt about it, and just turned 18. I mean, this guy just, like right when he was signing earlier this month, finally turned 18. He's been leading the uh, Venezuelan U23s, nearly got them to the Olympics with uh, uh, four assists in that tournament. I mean, just incredible stuff. So, But, Mario, this is a, also a time to look around the rest of the league, and a guy like Augustino Hayda, who comes in for uh, NYCFC. And there's a lot of examples. You know them. You know the names. But uh, Fidel Barajas coming in again for RSL after they what they did with Diego Luna coming out of 
uh, USL. And one of my favorite players to watch in MLS, even though I can't stand playing against him because he's so good, is Diego Luna. Now Fidel Barajas comes in at 17 years old from USL. Charleston Battery did a great job helping his game along. And now RSL brings him in on a transfer. I mean, two names like this. And again, these names are in abundance, but we're going to keep an eye on these guys. They are super skilled. And what I love about so many good signings in MLS, a lot of people talk about, you know, you got to go get defense. And you got. I want to put the ball in the back of the net. I like to see guys who can create, Mario. And these guys can create. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. You know, like they can perform on a uh, – certainly I believe in them. Now, I'm not saying Barras is going to come in and get 3,000 minutes this season and play 35, you know, 34 games, you know, maybe 40 appearances overall even in other comp- – no, I'm not saying that. He's going to have to earn his minutes. But these guys are super talented, and there's so many players like this around the league. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on those kind of players, Mario. You're talking so we're about excited David about Martinez, that. a guy who can create. Yep. He he is somebody that can create goals and assists. We've seen his highlights. They're jumping off of the screen for Venezuela. <laughs> the young 18-year-old Venezolano is expected actually to be at training this week. Expected. Mm-hmm. They're handling his paperwork and all that stuff is getting taken care of. And, and actually, JT John Thornton said that it um, is a possibility that he could be available for selection for this season opener. Now, that would be... Pretty amazing to see our first That's pushing it, maybe, on. yeah. David Martinez, yeah, but hopefully yeah, we get to see it. some some shots of him at least at training. You know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and still more of the plus of LAFC Plus is our previews now for the season. We'll start with the Eastern Conference, uh, Mario, and uh, just to give a few teams, we're not going to go through all or whatever fifteen teams or you know break it down. We do have to start with the elephant in the MLS waiting room, and that's Inter-Miami, of course. And to me, everybody seems to think Inter-Miami is like going to just cruise through. And I kind of was a little bit cautious. I don't know how you feel about this. You may disagree. And, and certainly they could be a powerhouse. There's no doubt about that. If Messi comes to play and if Luis Suarez is completely healthy like he was in Brazil this past season, played a lot of minutes down there and did very well. I mean, they could be a juggernaut. There's no doubt. We saw it at BMO Stadium. They're going to be tough to beat, right? Yeah. How do you feel, though? Is yeah. it the kind of thing where it's going to be trickier than just walking through the Eastern Conference? This, this conference is pretty loaded. I feel that the preseason definitely has taken a toll on Inter-Miami. It's been a world tour for these guys. I feel yeah. like they might be a little, uh, a little exhausted, a little tired from that. But I do feel like they have the talent and a deep enough roster to get it together at a certain point of the season and be one of the top teams for sure in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, to me, Drake Calendar and goal is going to be a big factor because they're going to give up shots the way they play. They're going to give up some chances, but they're going to get their goals. If Drake Calendar has a good year, they're going to have a great year. And I think that's a big part of it. New York Red Bulls, an interesting mining with Emil Forsberg. I'm not super high on this team because I don't know how Sandro Schwartz is going to play with this club yet. I want to see this team. So I can't, I'm not saying they're going to be bad. Like I, I don't know. So I got to be honest about that, but he's an intriguing sign. It could be a very intriguing club. A couple other teams that I'm going to keep my eyes on. Of course, Columbus crew deserves all the praise. They deserve to win the MLS cup. They were the best team in the playoffs. FC Cincinnati was the best team in the regular season for a reason, but they lose Brandon Vasquez. How does that affect things with that club? I'm very intrigued to see how this uh, this team 
not rebuilds by any means. They're at the top of the East last season, top of all MLS, but how they kind of get over that loss and keep moving on. But Mario, I'll tell you, a team that intrigues me, you're probably going to laugh. I don't think people should be writing off Toronto Fs. Yes, I said it. The team that with the, took the wooden spoon last year were wow. terrible. One of the worst teams wow. we've ever okay. seen in MLS. I'm interested to hear this. Look, Let's see. I'm interested it, to hear it, this, Dave. This might be a stupid reason because this is all I got, but they have two guys on the wings up front that can be world-class. And I don't say that like world-class. Yes. I'm not talking good. I'm not talking a, an interesting prospect signing. These guys, if they want it, big if, I get it. They didn't seem to want it last season. That's why they only won four games. I get it. I could be way wrong here. They're getting but paid also, like they should. That's for sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if they are on, quote unquote, I'm using the quotes here, bad radio here. If they're on, they're as good as any two guys. Or I mean, yes, Messi, of course, is better, you know, is, is the best player in the world. But for any other team, I mean, my goodness. Again, is Bernadeschi is insane. Like when you go into a game against them, if they're on, they're like Denis Buwanga trouble for a defense, right? I mean, you can't stop them. We saw right. that with Denis all last season, and we'll probably I'll, see it again in 2024. I want to get so back I, to Columbus on this one, Dave. That's, that's yeah, what I got fair coming enough. out of the East. Those are my the teams Columbus to just crew, keep an eye on. Yeah. They are strong once again. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, Cucho, of course, another MVP candidate for this year again. Uh, that MLS Cup rematch at BMO Stadium is going to be Saturday, July 13th. Can't wait for that. It's going to be right in the <laughs> middle of a tough stretch, though, for, for LAFC in that July stretch where they're going to be playing on short rest. It's going to be LAFC yeah. playing in six games in the matter of, I think it's like 20 days, and that stretch starts off with the game against the Galaxy. So that one is is definitely one to look forward to at BMO Stadium, July 13th, the rematch of the MLS Cup against Columbus Crew. Yeah, I still I, I still think Columbus is going to be very tough to beat in the playoffs. I mean, a long way to go, obviously. We don't know how the season shakes out. Injuries are always a yeah. factor in professional sports. But, yeah, they're going to be very difficult to beat in a, a one-off type playoff situation. Western Conference, Mario, of course we love, you know, LAFC, what they've built. We've talked about that. And I have full confidence they can, they're going to be right near the top of the West. I really believe that. This is a dangerous team defensively. Denis Buwanga had one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. Tip of the cap to the great Carlos Vela 2019, which was absurd. And Denis scoring buckets of goals. I mean, he basically ruined my voice a few nights this season. I and mean, that's great. That's what I want to hear. You know, I want to call, I want to call Denis hat tricks all season long. But let's look at some teams that might threaten, you know. Uh, first and foremost, yeah. the first game of the season, Seattle. Very tough team. Bringing in Pedro de la Vega just makes them so much better. Are they at the point, though, where it's like you wonder about that age creeping? Like, at some point, every older team, all of a sudden, it's not as easy to kind of, you know, and this is not a young team. They did happen to you know, move on from Nico Lodero, one of the greatest to ever play in MLS. And they, you know, gave him a lot of respect, and rightfully so. He deserved every bit of that. He's off now, uh, you know, into the Eastern Conference with Orlando. But I got to tell you, Seattle going to be tough. Is there another team that intrigues you in the Western Conference that will challenge LAFC? There, 
there's always a bunch of chances here that these teams in the West can give LAFC their best because LAFC mm -hmm. really, since they became, since they entered the league, have been one of those Western Conference yeah. powerhouses in its Absolutely. short history. So yeah. everybody knows the atmosphere that LAFC brings. So it just raises the the opposition, you know, their competitiveness, how much they want to beat us, their eagerness. And so Portland is always a rival. Uh, of course, the, the oh, guys in Carson are always a rival. Oh. Seattle, Seattle, and and Portland, you know, they have our you know our forever hero Maxine Cripo over there now, and he's going to be yeah. tough to face. And we know how much of a competitor he is. And as a player, you always want to beat your former club, right? And so the Galaxy as well, you know, they got John McCarthy now. He's joining the boys in Carson, and this just adds another level, another layer to the rivalry. This is great for the rivalry for stuff like this to happen. Um, and you don't think that yeah. this will fire up both sides, especially J-Mac, you know, he, you can almost guarantee that he was going to bring his all in that match. I got to tell you, to me, the West versus the East, like the East was pretty dominant last season in terms of the tougher teams, top to bottom, you know, especially the playoff teams. I mean, the East was very strong. The West wasn't as much. I mean, St. Louis City won the, you know, the conference in their first season. They're not going to do that again. They're a very good team, good organization. I think they're going to come back down to where, you know, a little bit down to earth a bit. But to me, the West gets tougher the minute Portland and the Galaxy recover, whenever that is. Uh, you know, Portland just started to struggle a little bit, obviously got a little older. Now they make the, the coaching change midseason. Now they're bringing in, obviously, Phil Neville. Still waiting to see maybe some uh, designated players signing or two that might be really big. But the Galaxy have brought in those those guys, you know, the wingers they're bringing in, Paintsel and Peck, and, and you know, can Jovalich be a, a guy who can score the 15 to 20 goals up front uh, like a healthy Chicharito would have done if, if he didn't, you know, get injured? Those two teams, if they recover, so to speak, this West is going to be so much tougher because Sporting Kansas City, if they stay healthy, big if with their age, but they're very good. They had a great second half of the season last year, despite the fact that their starting start was so miserable. They steered and still nearly missed the playoffs. They were one of the best teams in the league by the end of the season. They're going to be good. I got to believe Minnesota United looks a little trickier. Uh, they're actually very talented. They kind of scare me a little bit. They confuse you at times. They're tough to beat at times. We'll see how this new, uh, you know, the story by Tom Bogert coming out, who reported the, the new manager they're bringing in from Man United. We'll see how that all plays out. Very intriguing. For so long, I thought the West was way, way much more of a gauntlet, game in, game out. More, it seemed to shift to the East. I think it's coming back a little bit potentially this year. I really do. I think the West is going to be very tough. Yeah, it is going to be very tough, Dave. And it all starts, you know, this this weekend here in the season opener. It's the marquee showdown, of course, with with LAFC going up against Seattle, and we all know the history between LAFC and Seattle. You know, it's been the first goal ever by LAFC in Seattle. Uh, it yep. was the first goal at LAFC Stadium at back then, of course, Bank of California. Of course, Laurent Simon with that one. Um, just recently, uh, LAFC knocks out Seattle out of the playoffs in the semifinals. So, again, it's a, it's a perfect match to, to start the season off, to kick it off. At yeah, Stadium it's funny. On, uh, it's funny Sunday. you mentioned those those firsts, right? Back in 2018. Yeah. Uh, the first goal, I was super pumped to call that. Of course, the first yeah. time I kind of lost my mind 
calling a goal was the Laurent Simon <laughs> goal at BMO yes. just because of the situation, right? Extra, you know, I beg your pardon, stoppage time, uh, you know, nil-nil. The way the crowd was just, we were just, just ready to go nuts, right? Everybody in that stadium was yeah. ready to go crazy. It looked like it might end nil-nil. Now, that would have been a nice result, but you don't want to end your first home game ever in front of a packed stadium like that. And to get to see that ball dribble in, uh, that might have been the first like call where I went completely nuts. Now it's happened since then. Fry we won a championship. It. Fry yeah. it. Fry <laughs> exactly. <spills> it's like <laughs> you know, and like uh, just the way it was going, even that early in our history where we were winning games and doing very well, that was fun to call. I can't wait for this one. As you said, uh, Mario, airtime for the pregame, 1 p.m. coming up on Saturday, 710 ESPN, the ESPN LA app. It's LAFC hosting Seattle Sounders. This is LAFC Plus, episode one, essentially in the books here, Mario. We're going to have a lot of fun this season, and I hope everybody joins us. Uh, LAFC Plus, of course, the rest of MLS, it's going to be a great season. Yes, and don't forget to hit us up on our uh, on our handles here on Twitter or on Instagram. My Twitter is at I am Mario Ruiz. My Instagram, same, I am Mario Ruiz. Hit up myself, hit up Dave. Dave, throw out your handles real quick. Uh, Dave underscore Denholm on Instagram, spelled like my name, and uh, at Talk Soccer on Twitter as well. There you go. So that's going to do it here for our debut episode. Catch you guys on the next one in week two. Let's go. Vamos Black and Gold. Take care. Go LAFC.